Good afternoon from Pier 96 at Hudson River Park in Clifton. On the update this Tuesday, as Governor Cuomo decides the fate of schools for the academic year statewide by week's end, here in the city, elementary and middle school students, they'll be graded for either meeting the standards or needing improvement. While high school students will use the existing grading scales, but they'll also have an option of pass or fail. Mayor de Blasio says that students who need to catch up will be given the academic support they need through the summer and into the fall. We'll have the latest details. We're going to take a closer look at virus-hit juvenile centers. Fear and frustration are raging as fast as the virus in some of those detention centers, with riots and escapes reported in facilities in hard-hit New York and Louisiana. Next year's NFL Draft will be held in Cleveland from April 29th to May 1st, following the completion of a unique stay-at-home draft that went smoothly despite the logistical obstacles due to the pandemic. And the question of when to reopen schools is looming large as European countries and some states here in the U.S. are drawing up plans to restart their battered economies. France plans to start opening schools on May 11th, while Italy intends to keep them closed through September. President Trump has said that states should seriously consider reopening their schools before the end of the academic year. This is the update Tuesday, April the 28th, 2020. This is the update with Brandon Julian, reporting tonight on the road. And a very pleasant Thursday, Tuesday, I should say to you, Brandon Julian here, host of the Update Podcast exclusive and also on the WKRB Mixcloud channel. Uh, today we are at Pier 96 at uh, Hudson River Park in the Clifton section of Manhattan. We weren't supposed to do a show today over at DeWitt uh, Clinton Park. It's literally right across the street from here. But, you know, with the beautiful weather and being right by the why not? Plus, who doesn't? Who likes really sitting on those hot park benches, especially as the weather gets warmer? <laughs> uh, we have a lot of news to get to this uh, Tuesday, including the latest coronavirus developments. Uh, we're going to begin with what the mayor had to say during his briefing. Uh, Governor Cuomo today uh, said that he will decide the fate of whether schools will reopen this academic year that ends in June by the end of the week. But here in the city, uh, elementary and middle school students will be graded for either meeting the standards or needing improvement for the remainder of this school year. While high school students will use the existing grading scales, but they'll have also a pass-fail grading option. Mayor de Blasio said today that students who need to catch up will be given the academic support they need through the summer and in the next fall. Of course, we know school buildings have been closed for over a month since March 16th. De Blasio had announced back uh, on April 11th that schools would remain shuttered through the rest of the school year, but Governor Cuomo said the decision whether to reopen schools was up to him. And we will figure out that fate before the week is over. In Washington, the Federal Bureau of Prisons, they've begun releasing hundreds of inmates to home confinement in an effort to slow the spread of the virus behind bars. But their methods are murky and contradictory. 
despite the criteria from the Attorney General on who is eligible. Advocates are worrying, though, that there is a disparity. Wealthier inmates with access to high-priced lawyers like convicted felons Michael Cohen and Michael Avenatti are walking out the door while the poor remain behind bars. Family members of inmates who can't afford lawyers to plead their cases to a judge are worrying that they could possibly die behind bars. About 1,100 inmates have tested positive for COVID-19 in federal prisons across the U.S. In the state capitol in Albany, shortly after the governor's briefing yesterday, it was announced by the State Board of Elections that the 2020 Democratic presidential primary was canceled because of the pandemic, and it infuriated former candidate Bernie Sanders' campaign and his supporters. They were calling yesterday's decision a strike against democracy. The Democratic members of the state's Board of Elections voted to nix the primary, but the state will still hold its congressional and state-level primaries on June 23rd. Commissioner Andrew Spano said that he worried about potentially forcing voters and poll workers to choose between their Democratic duty and their health. Sanders had announced earlier this month that he is suspending this campaign. In a letter dated on Sunday, a lawyer for the Sanders campaign asked the commissioners not to cancel the primary. Governor Cuomo now said that the stay-at-home restrictions, he said this during his briefing yesterday, could be eased by the May 15th deadline to a pause for parts of the state where the virus outbreak is less severe. Meanwhile, Mayor de Blasio announced that uh, city-run health clinics will soon, use, soon, will soon use a procedure that lets people collect samples themselves at a healthcare worker's direction. He said that the self-swab test would allow for more and easier testing and also make it safer for test seekers and healthcare workers. Blasio also said that the city will close up to 100 miles of streets to cars in order to give pedestrians more room to move while maintaining social distancing. Out west in Los Angeles, with nightclubs, of course, closed across the country because of the virus, stand-up comedians are still managing to get the laughs out. Veteran comic Will C is doing shows from his living room in Missouri. Tiffany Haddish recently visited Hollywood's Laugh Factory, where it was her and a guy behind the camera and just a few others. Uh, jokes flowed over the web to an audience she couldn't see. Improv grooves at New York's Magnet Theater have taken to rifting off one another through Zoom. But few of the comedians are actually getting paid. So why do it, they say? Well, making people laugh is fun. And they also say that it's definitely needed now. We're going to take a closer look now at the hard-hit juvenile uh, detention centers in the time of coronavirus. Fear and frustration are raging as fast as the virus in some of those centers, with riots and escapes reported in facilities in hard-hit New York and Louisiana. Parents and youth advocates say that some kids are being kept in isolation up to 23 hours a day. Family visits have been cut off, programs have been halted, and school has sometimes been reduced to educational packets. As the number of cases continue to grow, some facilities are also shuttling youths back and forth between centers, which is only adding to the tensions. Experts and child advocates say that any youth who can be safely returned home 
should be released. Yesterday, Governor Cuomo, uh, excuse me, on Sunday, I should say, Governor Cuomo announced that 367 people died from the virus here in the state. Cuomo, during his daily news conference on Sunday, called the number horrific, but it was less than half of the daily number that was recorded at the height of the crisis. He also reported that the number of hospitalizations topped 1,000 on Saturday, but it was still falling from the day before. And he said that the number of individuals put on a ventilator had also dropped as well. The deaths recorded on Saturday and reported Sunday included 349 patients who died in hospitals and 18 individuals who died in nursing homes. And there are banks that are still trying to submit applications for thousands of small businesses seeking virus relief loans. They've now hit a bottleneck for a second day in a row with the Small Business Administration. Banking industry groups say that the SBA's loan processing system is still unable to handle the volume of loan applications from business owners trying to get paid under the Paycheck Protection Program, part of the government's $2 trillion coronavirus aid program. The SBA has said that the slowdown is due to its attempts to limit the amount of loans any bank can submit at one time. But some banks say that they're not able to get any applications into the system. There is other news of this Tuesday to address, and we will address those when the update with Brandon Julian on the road, podcast exclusive, and also on the WKRB Mixed Cloud channel returns in just 30 seconds. A social distancing tip. Putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are ways to stay in contact without the physical contact part. Call, send a text, set up a video conference, post on social media, dedicate a song on the radio. If you have symptoms of fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. For more info, visit ny.gov slash coronavirus. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by New York State and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everyone. Some of the other news of this Tuesday. Across the river in Jersey City, a speeding car apparently struck several people at the scene of a crash on a roadway that led into the Holland Tunnel, leaving a Port Authority police officer critically injured. The first crash happened around 1230 this morning on Route 139 in Jersey City. Authorities say that emergency responders soon arrived and were working at the scene when the second accident occurred shortly before 1 a.m. The speeding car struck several people and police vehicles, causing at least one vehicle to overturn. The injured officer was hospitalized in critical condition, but his name and further details of his injuries weren't immediately available. In Washington, Mike Bloomberg, the former presidential candidate, will now cover the costs of health care for, for his former presidential campaign staffers through November, uh, reversing course on a decision that had prompted outrage and sparked lawsuits against the billionaire businessman. Bloomberg had initially enticed staffers to join his long-shot presidential campaign by offering gorgeous, generous benefits and pay and promising them employment through November, even if he didn't win the Democratic nomination. But of course, after a poor showing on Super Tuesday, Bloomberg bowed out of the race the next day and laid off most of his staff soon afterward. Yesterday, former campaign staffers received an email offering health care coverage because of the pandemic. 
Also in Washington, the Supreme Court has now sidestepped a major decision on gun rights in a dispute over the city's former ban on transporting guns. The justices ruled yesterday that there's nothing left for them to decide now that the city has eased restrictions on taking license to lock and unloaded guns outside the city limits and a new state law preventing New York from reviving the ban. The court had seen poised to use the case to expand gun rights nationwide. But uh, later yesterday, the justices had scheduled 10 cases involving gun restrictions in California, Illinois, Maryland, Massachusetts, and New Jersey for possible discussion during their private telephone conference on back on Friday. And finally, we know that many college students that are graduating this year, myself included, will be denied a commencement ceremony. So Oprah will now be the commencement speaker for a multi-hour graduation streaming event on Facebook and Instagram on May 15th. The platforms also announced today that Aquafina, Jennifer Gardner, Lil Nas X, and Simone Biles will offer their words of wisdom to the class of 2020. The hashtag graduation 2020 event will be broadcast on Facebook Watch with some segments posted to the at Instagram account on Instagram. The contributors will also be posting on their individual accounts. Miley Cyrus will sing her hit, The Climb, and more special guests are expected. Can't wait to hear it. Time for us to step aside for a moment. When we return on the update this this Tuesday, we'll help you get around with the MTA Essential Service Plan. We're going to talk some sports about where the NFL draft will be held next year after the success of this one, despite the logistical obstacles. We'll talk about what happened on this day in history. And then in national news, the big lumbering question is now when to reopen schools. It's looming large as countries and U.S. states are drawing up plans to restart their battered economies. It's all coming up and more. When the update with Brandon Julian, podcast exclusive and also on the WKRB Mixed Cloud channel, returns in just a moment. News for New Yorkers who never stop moving. You're listening to The Update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. What can I possibly do to make this stressful time a little better? Here's one thing I found. It's a small thing, a simple thing, a remarkable thing. Smile. You can share a smile from more than six feet apart. You can share it socially with the whole world. In fact, right now, I'm smiling at you. And I hope you're smiling back. Because smiling is in you. From PassItOn.com Now's the time to stay apart. Social distancing. But I'm adding something else. Pull together. What's pulling together while we're staying apart? It's calling family to check in on them. It's waving to your neighbor. It's the things we should have been doing all along. And when this tragedy passes and we're able to come together, we'll be stronger than ever because we've already pulled together. Stay apart. Pull together. Pass it on. From PassItOn.com. Of all the radio stations in New York, we just happen to be one of them. This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. 
keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies. It's time for Traffic and Weather Together. Uh, because of the MTA essential service plan and the lack of train crews, most lines will be running service every 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, there be is also no service on the B, C, Grand Central Shuttle, W, and Z trains. For alternate service, you can use the 7, A, D, E, J, N, Q, or R trains. With the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the sports update. Let us talk some uh, sports on this uh, on this Tuesday. Down in Baltimore, uh, Orioles outfielder Trey Mancini is going to be undergoing chemotherapy for stage 3 colon cancer, and he expects to miss the season if major leaguers do, do in fact return this summer. Mancini had a malignant tumor removed shortly before turning 28 on March 18th. Writing a first-person article for the Players' Tribune, the 28-year-old says that he's been undergoing chemotherapy since April 13th. He says the treatment will take six months and he expects to make a full recovery. Mancini at 291 with 35 homers and 97 runs batted in for last place in Baltimore last season. And over in Cleveland, the 2021 NFL Draft is going to be held in Cleveland from April 29th to May 1st. The dates were announced following the completion of a unique stay-at-home draft that went smoothly despite the logistical obstacles uh, due to the pandemic. TV ratings soared over the weekend as fans soaked in every moment. The NFL officially awarded Cleveland the 2021 draft last year. And also, coincidentally, the Browns will be celebrating their 75th anniversary next year. Details are still being finalized, but the draft will be held at locations around First Energy Stadium and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We're going to talk about what happened on this day in history in a moment when the update continues. And also, we will talk the latest national news. And the questions about when to reopen schools continue to loom large as countries overseas and U.S. states are drawing up plans to restart their battered economies. We will address that and more. When the update with Brandon Julian, podcast exclusive, and also on the WKRB Mixcloud channel, returns in just a moment. Keep it tuned in to WKRB. The update returns in a moment. All right, class. Let's hear what everyone did this weekend. Jill? Well, I raised my older sister to a big oak tree. It was at least a hundred years old. My mom said I must have set a record or something. And then we went down by a stream and perched up on this huge rock and saw all these little minnows swimming around way below us. And then I rescued my little brother from an evil slug king who was guarding him at the bush fortress. And my sister and I brought him back to our super twig fort for safety. And then we all laid out and told stories until it got dark. And the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? Yeah. We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Anyone want to come this weekend? Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week and find the fun, adventurous you. 
It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. From New York City, it's after 10 a.m. Do you know where your boyfriend is? This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Welcome back to the update OTR from uh, Pier 96 at Hudson River Park in the Clifton section of Manhattan. Podcast exclusive, the update is also exclusively on the WKRB Mixed Cloud channel. You know, as the weather starts to get warmer and more people venture out, uh, there was this very interesting article in uh, in the New York Daily News about how the city council, they want to open, uh, they know that people are going to try to find ways to keep cool. So the city council speaker, Corey Johnson, he's proposing opening beaches, uh, but no swimming as of yet until, you know, until the situation improves. But open up beaches so you don't have situations where people are drowning in rivers. Because that used to be a thing. People would drown in rivers. Uh, People drown in rivers because of this. So it'll be very interesting to see what the, the mayor and the governor come up with in regards to that. I think it would be not a bad idea. I mean, beaches are wide open spaces. If you can have the social distancing aspect and make it work, if you can make it work, then uh, I don't see why not. Why It's not an idea you can do. Anyway, let's talk about what happened on this day in history for this April the 28th. The highlight of his day came in 1967 when heavyweight boxing champion Muhammad Ali was stripped of his title after after he refused to be inducted into the armed forces. In 1788, Maryland became the seventh state to ratify the Constitution of the United States. In 1789, there was a mutiny on the HMS Bounty as rebelling crew members of the British ship, led by Fletcher Christian, set the captain, William Bly, and 18 others adrift in a launch in the South Pacific. Bly and most of the men reached uh, with him reached Timor in 47 days. In 1918, Gavrilo Princip, age 23, the assassin of Arch- Archduke Franz Ferdinand of Austria, and the Archduke's wife, Sophie, died in prison of tuberculosis. In 1945, Italian dictator Benito Mussolini and his mistress Clara Patai were executed by Italian partisans as they attempted to flee the country. In 1958, the United States conducted the first of 35 nuclear test explosions in the Pacific Proving Ground as part of Operation Hardtack 1. Also, Vice President Richard Nixon and his wife Pat began a goodwill tour of Latin America that was marred by hostile mobs in Lima, Peru, and Caracas in Venezuela. In 1963, at Broadway's Tony Awards, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf was named Best Play. Well, a funny thing happened on the way to the Forum, won Best Musical. In 1967, U.S. Army General William C. Westmoreland told Congress that, quote, backed at home by resolve, confidence, patience, determination, and continued support, we will prevail in Vietnam against communist aggression. In 1980, President Jimmy Carter accepted the resignation of Secretary of State Cyrus R. Vance, who had opposed the failed rescue mission aimed at freeing American hostages in Iran. Uh, Vance was succeeded by Edmund Muskie. In 1986, the Soviet Union informed the world of the nuclear disaster at Chernobyl. 
1988, a flight attendant was killed and more than 60 people injured. But part of the roof of an Aloha Airlines Boeing 737 tore off during a flight from Hilo to Honolulu. In 1994, former CIA official Aldrich Ames, who had passed the U.S. secrets to the Soviet Union and then Russia, pleaded guilty to espionage and tax evasion and was then sentenced to life in prison without parole. And in 1998, in a breakthrough for the government's tobacco investigation, cigarette maker Leggett and Myers agreed to tell prosecutors whether the industry had hidden evidence of health damage from smoking. When we return on the update this Tuesday, we're going to talk the latest national news, including the big question about schools reopening in Europe and U.S. states as these countries and states are drawing up plans to restart their battered economies. We will address that more. When the update with Brandon Julian, podcast exclusive, and also on the WKRB Mixed Cloud channel, returns uh, in uh, just a moment. News for New Yorkers who never saw moving. You're listening to the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Notice lately how empty everything is? Empty streets, empty stores, empty schools. But I'm trying to change these empty times by being full of gratitude. Gratitude means saying thanks to the garbage collector, the medical providers, and all those who are helping every day. Things may appear empty around us, but when we're filled with gratitude, nothing is completely empty inside us. Gratitude is in you. From PassItOn.com Pass it on. This time of upheaval is causing me to look a little deeper inside myself, looking for some goodness. And this is what I've found. I'm more aware of my neighbor's well-being. I'm saying thanks to those who help keep my life as normal as possible. My mail carrier, my grocery cashier, my delivery person. I find myself caring about others instead of just looking out for myself. And oh, my goodness, does it feel good. Goodness is in you. Pass it on. From PassItOn.com. Listen to us on Mixcloud to learn more about the stories that matter to you. And did you miss out on any episode of The Update? Listen to us anytime at Mixcloud.com slash the WKRB Update. Welcome back to The Update OTR from Pier 96 at Hudson River Park in the Clifton section of Manhattan. Let us talk some national news. Tuesday. We begin overseas in Paris, where, of course, the question of when to reopen schools is looming large as European countries and U.S. states are drawing up plans to restart their battered economies. Despite the alarm among some teachers, parents, and mayors, France detailed plans today to start reopening schools on May 11th, with limits on class size and rules requiring face masks. Hard-hit Italy, however, intends to keep schools closed until September. And here in the U.S., President Trump said that states should seriously consider reopening their schools before the end of the academic year, even though dozens have already said that it would be unsafe for students to return until summer or even the fall. 
In Washington, the House Democratic leadership says that the House will not resume their session next week as planned because of coronavirus risks. Majority Leader Steny Hoyer declared the sudden about face today. After discussions with the Capitol physician, Hoyer said that the health risk was too great. The physician has privately warned senior lawmakers that it will be at least a year before Congress can return to business as usual. Hoyer told reporters on a conference call the House hopes to, quote, come back very soon. But negotiations are set to resume on possible proxy vote options. The Senate, meanwhile, still plans to return on May 4th. In other news, in Maryland, they're holding a special election with just three polling centers open today in a race that dramatically has been reshaped by the pandemic. Former NCAA, NAACP, no, no, former NAACP, yeah, I got it right the first time. Former NAACP head Kwase Mufum is the Democratic nominee facing Republican, Cal- Republican challenger Kimberly Click for the seat that was opened by the death last October of Congressman Elijah Cummings. Election officials mailed out roughly 484,000 ballots to 7th District voters, encouraging everyone to vote by mail by day's end to reduce the risk of infection. More than 85,000 votes were mailed in before Election Day. The vote was going to be exclusively by mail, but limited in-person voting was allowed to accommodate the homeless and also the disabled. And finally... Also in Washington, U.S. consumer confidence plunged in April as millions of people, of course, lost their jobs when an index that monitors attitudes about current business and work conditions dropping by the largest amount on record. The confidence board, the conference board, I should say, said today that its confidence index tumbled to a reading of 86.9, down from 118.8 in March. The index is composed of consumers' assessment of present conditions and expectations about the future. The present conditions index slumped from 166.7 to 76.4, a 90-point drop that was the largest on record. The expectations index, based on the future outlook, improved slightly from 86.8 in March to 93.8 in April. Our thought for today is from Banan Malmud, an American author, born in 1914 and died in 1986. Our thought for today is, we have two lives, the one we learn with and the life we live with after that. I'm going to let you guys ponder on that as we say in the words of Walter Cronkite, that is the way it is. Tuesday, April the 28th, 2020. That is the update on this Tuesday from Pier 96 at Hudson River Park in the Clifton section of Manhattan. I'm Brandon Joy. We appreciate you joining us. And in the words of Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hoping that your news is good news. I thank you very much for joining us. Good luck. Be safe. Be well. And I'll see you back in some other part of the city tomorrow.